Let's burn something. Two talk show hosts will square off in epic battle. Sharif, Sharif, Rasulam. He can suck my. Yeah, I, I'm a loner, man. I don't like people. Let's burn something. So, if there's anything that you want to talk about, any kind of secrets or stories or bids, now's the time to put it on the table, okay? Let's burn something. Welcome to another episode of uh, Let's Burn Something. I'm one of your hosts, Sharif Reef Musalam, and joined always by Burn353. Hell uh, yeah. I actually remember the name of the title because I went to the website. <laughs> I like it, man. I, I was, like it. Let's I was Burn like, Something. Yeah, I was we'll like, get it someday. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is because that's what yeah, our uh, icon is. Let's but, Burn Something. Because uh, this sounds like something I'd want to do anyway. I like burning shit. It's true. It's in the name, though. But, no, uh, literally, right when you called, I'm looking at this piece of art that's been sitting here, and I was just thinking, I haven't sold it, and I don't think I'm going to sell it, and I'd like to burn it, because it's made of cardboard, and it'd be oh, fun nice. to like do a video on um, Instagram and just torch it. <laughs> <laughs> you think it would get more views than your uh, skateboarding vids? I don't know. Maybe. I, I just think people like things like destruction yeah they like to see things destroyed you know yeah that's very true actually i'd probably watch it yeah doubt. and then you'd have the people like why would you just give that to somebody and i'm like because i don't want to <laughs> <laughs> it's really as simple as that <laughs> i'd rather burn it <laughs> i'm like i could give it to you or i could burn it and have more fun <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, was that that Batman movie? Some people want to watch the world burn. That's you. That is me. I'm like the Joker, man. <laughs> <laughs> now like, the FBI is listening from the uh, nursing home from our two audience members. But, well, uh, good thing, good thing in the in the nursing home. You know, she's probably doing real good on lockdown, so we're good. Right. Fingers you know? crossed. Uh, yeah. She might not even be around listening anymore. She might be good. <laughs> I mean, she, she might, might still went be there. To a she... better place. <laughs> <laughs> she might. She might just not know who we are anymore. Dementia kicked in. <laughs> better she finally just like she just took herself out because she's like, I can't fucking take this shit anymore. These two <laughs> idiots. Why does it always come on? And it's just random. It just comes on whenever they feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> like, people are, like, asking me, like, like, oh, you got a podcast, like, when's the episodes drop, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, whenever we get them done. <laughs> right? We're not professionals here. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's whenever you got the time. This is for fun, and we both have a lot of kids and families, and it's just, like, so hard to get things done sometimes. <laughs> it's true, but I would say we get stuff done Faster and quicker than IT people who never get shit done at any point oh in time. Oh my gosh! And you know how annoying is it when the IT guy always goes, "Did you turn it off and turn it back on?" <laughs> yep. Fucking you! Yes, that's the fucking first thing I did. Did you restart it? Yes, I fucking restarted it. Like, did you go to school for this? I want to ask them questions. Right, like, I like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like with my uh, normal nine to five job. It's like they have no idea what I'm talking about. Like, what's this Microsoft Word you speak of? 
Oh my gosh. And their spreadsheets, like all the IT guys in my old job, they were using spreadsheets still like like it was like archaic times. And I'm like, what is wrong with you guys? I thought you were up on technology, but you're using like all these weird old school like spreadsheets <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> they're like, this is how it's done. We're not changing. Get out of here. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was like uh, the manager was an old school guy and he didn't want to change anything. And I'm like, so therefore, you're not up on anything. You don't know what's going on in technology. It's <laughs> <laughs> bringing me back to my high school days where they taught us typing. Uh, but we had, like, the actual typewriters. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the, the teacher would fucking bring out a pair of his son's old shorts to clean it. Like, clean off your typewriters with, like, his son's, like, shorts and underwear. I'm like, all right, this is fucking weird, man. This is getting weird, man. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I really want to learn how to type anymore. Fuck this. Dude, I just had a flashback. I watched Fast Times at Ridgemont High yes. um, the other night, and I just had a flashback of, like, a class of typewriting of all these kids, like, pulling out <laughs> underwear to write off, wipe off their typewriters. <laughs> That's the such to... a scene from that movie. <laughs> if that teacher's still alive, he's probably using his son's underwear for a mask. <laughs> In my mind, that's what's fucking happening. But that's funny. Uh, so we actually have somewhat of a topic for this uh, episode. You wouldn't know yes. it from our little ram- rambling there, but uh, burn. We don't you... talk much, so we have to catch up before we right? start. <laughs> we legit like people are like, "Oh, do you pregame and all that?" Nope, we hit record to start talking. We hit record and then we go. <laughs> but uh, burn had the idea because, uh, as always, lots of people reach out with questions on various topics of what you're doing etc etc uh so he compiled a list here of uh yeah like 17 questions here yeah give or take some some people had multiple questions but i kind of just threw them in there but um yeah just i just shouted out and said hey you know do you guys i do this on my instagram anywhere where i ask answer questions but a lot of times people don't see it or I don't have it up for very long because it's it's really time consuming to sit there and answer everybody. Right. But so I was like, I should do it on a podcast because then I could just actually in detail answer it and then have it to repost later, you know, for those who didn't see it the first time or hear it the first time. Right. So uh, I got the list printed out so I can read it here. Look at you! You're so professional. I am. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I should write a script or something. I'm like, nah, that's too much work. Hey, uh, I actually typed that list that you have written out. Look at that! I'm professional too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you use Notepad instead of Word, man. It's 2020. Right? I I didn't use Notepad. I used um, Adobe Illustrator, <laughs> like a fucking artist. <laughs> I don't use any typing programs. If I type anything, I type it on. Adobe Illustrator. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, there goes question number one. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, so the first one from uh, Stylized Art, uh, and they asked, how do I get started on creating a brand name for myself? And then they had a follow-up question of how do I sell my, uh, my art? Yeah, both of those are like, I was like, that's pretty in depth. Like I, you can go in super in depth, but I think the first part is, you know, in creating a brand name, when I started like creating my image and my brand, if you will, you just got to think of, I need a logo 
Well, for, for one, I need a name. What are you going to call yourself? You know, are you going to call yourself by your name, real name, or are you going to have an artist name, or you know? And then, or 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 what name are you trying to brand, like your business? Right. You know, I like to come up. That's why I came up, came up with Burn Three Five Three. It's like I didn't want to just go under Adam Hensky because I was like, there's lots of Adams out there, but there's no Burn Three Five Threes out there. You know what I mean? So to me, I like, I was like, you can create an iconic thing by making your own thing way easier than trying to like get everybody on board with Adam's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, and you want something that people that's going to stand out and like yeah. get to people's attention because like. For instance, like Apple Computer, like if they all just use the Steve Jobs computer machine, people are yeah. like, I'm not buying this thing. What the hell is it? Yeah, it was like, you know, just for example, like Apple, though, like look at their logo, the little Apple, the bite. It's so simple. Look yep. at Nike's logo. So simple. So you got to you got to kind of have, you know, a simple little logo for yourself. You got to have a cool little name, a catchy little name or a little name for yourself. And it's got to be stylized, so that's where I'd start. You got to, got to have a whole look. Yeah, you kind of almost have to have like a game plan too. Like, who are you marketing to? Always, yeah. As, as well, because like you know, if you use yeah, your like, name, but I'm doing like street art, but I'm just using my regular name. That wouldn't be. I mean, the art will stand for itself. But however, people aren't aren't going to be wanting to say your whole name. Like, I'm pretty sure everyone just calls you Burn when they talk to you yeah and like yeah and it's like when i like did my logo for my burn 353 tag it's graffiti style because that's kind of how i started and that's just where i was the that was the graffiti crowd was kind of the art scene that i was in and what i wanted to be in and it's just what was cool that i liked you know so that's how come my tag looks like a graffiti tag. So if you're not a graffiti artist or let's say you're a computer graphic designer or something, you know, you can have a more graphic design look to your tag or to your name, but your brand has to fit. Like you said, your brand has to fit with who you're marketing to. So it's really complicated to, to answer, but like, let's say, you know, you're have a graffiti tag, as your name that's still legible so you can have it printed on things people can see it you also want to have a website or somewhere where you can send it to like an instagram like have a cool little instagram set up and send people there um you know you, it just starts in creating a brand you just got to think of who you want to be who you want to market yourself to and where you want to be in the future you know so and, and then you just gotta act like you're almost already there like right. they always say dress for success. You kind of got to act like you're more successful than you are. I always say fake it till you make it. Yeah, you have to. Because you have to do it for your own self like cuz otherwise you get so much self-doubt as an artist that you don't you got to push through that and in order to do that you kind of got to make up this fake bravado that like <laughs> I can do this. I can do this. I can do this cuz you're sometimes you're the only one that believes you can do it when everyone else thinks there's no fucking way this dude can pull this off. You know? oh, <laughs> so, yeah, like that's everybody at the very beginning. Yes. Like you got to prove everybody wrong. You got to prove them that you can do it. But then the problem is then you got to do it again. <laughs> you know? I mean, I mean, yeah, like basically step one is figure out what you want to actually do and what you have. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess I, I say it this way, what you have fun doing as well. 
Yeah. I mean, once it becomes like work, work, you don't want to do that shit for long. And you know, no, no. Like I, I complain sometimes about art being my job now, but as much as I complain, I, I love it, and it's not like work, work. It's never like work, work, except for when I'm breaking my back cutting things. Then that's like kind of labor intensive, but like when I cut wood with jigsaw, like it kills my back. Like in the next day, two days, like I can hardly move. So like I do those cool little videos and I post them up and I look, Oh yeah, you cut so fast. You make it look so easy. Yeah. But <laughs> the next two days I'm in bed. Like I can't hardly move. My back is killing me. My arms killing me. And people are like, why don't you do it on a, on a scroll saw? And I'm like, I would love to if it would cut, but a scroll saw doesn't cut wood. Yeah, because fuck every scrolls. time I've tried, it doesn't do shit. <laughs> so, we, we had an extensive talk on this tool, but that dude, I mean, you don't even know. I had five to ten more people fucking try to tell me to use a scroll saw the other day. Nope. I lost my fucking mind and got into it with one of them. <laughs> I did. I got into it. I was like, I met, DM'd him. I'm like, what is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your saw, man. Fuck your saw. And then he, but then he was cool. He was like, "No, no, man. I just see you doing it. I just see. I, I feel for your poor back." And I'm like, "Yeah, my back hurts." I go, "But the main problem is my arthritis in my wrists." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he went. He went. To, I think that's the only route when a mad, when a uh, mad burn comes at you. Go the sympathy route. Oh, your poor back. That's all I was, I was concerned about, dude. Yeah, You're and like, then oh. I was cool. It worked. It, he diffused me, and then, <laughs> and then like, I wasn't mad anymore, and then we were cool again. <laughs> Never my strategy. I was just trying to get you more riled up or mad, so. Yeah. I, I got I to try that. Oh, I think if I tried that angle, you'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? All right, we got to get back on All right. on track, dude. Um, how, I got to do so, the how do I sell my art part. Yeah, um, yeah. I think we rambled through the branding. You just got to figure out who you want to be, aim for it, shoot for it, and then also repetitiveness you just stick that brand whatever design you make you was, throw it in everybody's face all yeah, the time I was gonna say, so it's they kind know of it's that, you uh, putting a face with a name well in this case your art with a name and just yeah. social networking if you will just yeah you, every now and then too you you do gotta like a lot of people try like i don't like to put my actual face i don't like to put post pictures of myself on my instagram I just like to do my art, but then I realized that no one knew who the fuck I was. So I kind of like that in public because I don't want to be like famous or anything like that. But I kind of want people to know who I am in other ways, like business sense, like if they need to buy something or know who to come to, or even when they meet me in person, if they know what I look like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I was like, you know, every now and then I just kind of post a picture of myself with the artwork. And since I've been doing that, it has like been a lot easier to do different business deals. It's hard to explain, but it yeah, is there's... good, like you said, to put your actual face with your actual art every now and then. Even if you're uncomfortable with it, you should right. you should show who's making it. Or even uh, the other thing too is, uh, in terms of social networking, is going to like gallery shows or uh, conventions or whatever, just to be like, mm-hmm. oh, that's that guy. Okay. Exactly. So, and nowadays, I think even more since we're not doing all those shows and stuff, I think it's even more important that you got to put your face with your art and stuff because all of us are 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 online right now, just selling it all. Like before, we were too, but I feel like it, they were people spread out. They were selling it 
to actual people at actual events. Now we're all just selling it online. You know what I mean? So it's right, almost yeah. like flooded the market. <laughs> yeah, no, it, actually that's very true too. Because then with uh, when everything was open, like you'd have artwork where you're not like physical artwork in places that obviously you were you were going to be like say California, New York, or mm-hmm. whatever. So now it's it's. Uh, more accessible i guess to everybody online but it kind of all yeah. blends in in my opinion which is yeah, terrible is. and and like that's like the second question was like how do i sell and like when i'm selling online i sell almost all all my stuff online but what people don't realize is i don't get to just paint whatever the hell i want and sell it online i'm not doing that and that's what they think i'm doing they think a lot of these designs that i post on instagram and stuff they're all my designs, and unless I say otherwise, you know, unless it's a collab, they're all my designs, but they're commissions. Like, somebody came to me and goes, I want this gorilla hanging from two helicopters, and I want my name on the helicopters, and I want a machine gun. You know, we've went over this before, but that's exactly how it goes. People come to me because I do commission art, and they kind of tell me a roundabout idea of what they want, and I make it happen. Or they come to me sometimes and go, oh, I like your character that you have. Can you make it do this? Can you put this in its hand? Can you make it, you know, whatever? And then I make it for them. And I put my character doing different things. Like one time I had my character on a skateboard with a yo-yo. Because the guy likes skateboarding and yo-yos. So I did that for him, you know. It's like, you know, but if I was to just make, like, my character on a skateboard and a yo-yo and tried to just sell that to the public that probably wouldn't sell like it's a very specific thing that one person wanted right you know what i mean so on how do i sell my art question it's like for one you have to know kind of who you're trying to sell to and you got to know what they want and that's a hard thing so that's why i recommend trying the commission route where people come to you and and you kind of show them what you can do and by, you know, giving examples of what you can make on Instagram. And then you say, hey, I can do commissions as well. Just DM me and talk to me about it. And then you discuss, you figure out a price that you feel comfortable with. And, you know, you two negotiate. And then that's how you do it. You do it all in the DMs. You know, you don't do it out in in front of everybody. It's just easier. Yeah, and, yeah. um... I can say too, uh, with you in particular, you're actually uh, to to piggyback on that is you're selling a style and a skill. Like so, you have the wood cutting, obviously, but then you also yeah. have your style with your colors that always stand out. Like someone could go, okay, that's Burns art. I mean, obviously, you have your name on everything, but yeah, just from like colors, you could be like, okay, that's his, or this is that. Like it's a yeah, I have a look, yeah. So so there is that, you know, you you gotta sell what you can do, like you were saying, then you you got to be like, well, this is my style and you know, that'll, that'll attract people. But I think but the style it, comes later though. Like if you worry about the style, I don't know if it would be your style. Cause it's kind of like giving yourself a nickname. It won't stick. Like if you try to call yourself, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, they call me a, a razor, you know, and everyone's <laughs> like, your name's not razor, bro. You're the softest dude we know. <laughs> right. You can't just give yourself, like a nickname so i don't think you can give yourself a style because i didn't give myself the style i have because i was talking to my wife about it the other night and i go isn't it weird how my style came came about 
because she was with me throughout it, you know, like as it kind of progressed. Right. And like at first I did a lot of black and white stuff. I didn't do any color. When I first started, it was just all black and white woodcuts because I liked the contrast of the black and white. And I like I did the my characters were all uh, vintage looking cartoon characters. So they just looked good black and white. And so at first I just did black and white. And then all of a sudden I started hand painting more details and more colors. And then I started bringing a lot more color into it. But now it's like my style is all these colors and with my with my design and all of the whole package. But it just didn't start like that. And I didn't force it. It just came over time, like gradually as I made the process happen, like as I made things. So I, I don't think it's a thing you could force. I think you just got to not think about it, just make art and keep making art, and the style will come eventually. You know what I mean? No clue. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like your style, for example. You, you at first, you came up with these characters. And at first, they were kind of rough and stuff like that. And, and I remember when you came with your eyeball character and your panda character. If you look at the first ones you made, and now you look at the ones you do now, yeah. you have whole sceneries and backgrounds and colors, and you have a whole thing going on now. You did not have that at first. Nope, not at least. So but you it's, it go, it goes have a style saying. now. It's uh, just repeating yourself over and over again. Yeah, and, and your don't... your portraits with dogs too. Like when you do those um, graphic design things and yep. stuff with your kids and stuff like. That's crazy. Like, all of a sudden, you like you you made a you made a style of your own. Because I can tell when it pops up that it's yours. Yeah, by you know, how you draw it. The the uh, and I keep saying this is, I just whatever is like fun to you when you're doing it or like you're like very into it. Mm-hmm. It's gonna it's gonna come like instantly to you. Like, all right. I mean, obviously some design things here and there, but like your characters, I'm pretty sure you could draw in your sleep. Yeah, it should be easy. It shouldn't be hard. It's like a relationship, a good relationship. It shouldn't be hard. It should be real easy. <laughs> Wait, whoa, whoa. What are we talking about right now? I'm just saying, like, if artwork should not be hard. Like, if people act like, you know, oh, it's like I have artist block and the struggling artist is cool idea to be. No, it's not. Nobody wants to be the struggling artist. Everyone right. wants to be the successful artist. So the successful artist... Art is just figuring out problems. That's all it is. Like, as soon as you start painting something, there becomes a problem, a point where you have to figure out a problem. Like, oh, man, I, I fucked up, and I painted over this. How am I going to fix that? And then you fix that problem, and then you go on, and then you fuck something else up. <laughs> or, or, you, or you didn't design it right in the first place, and you figure it out halfway through. Whatever the problem is, you have to fix it in order to make that piece happen. And in the end of it, you finally have this piece that's all done. And nobody knows all the struggles that you went through to make it. Right. Unless you tell them. Like, if people knew the struggles, they would, they probably would, it would probably ruin the art because they probably wouldn't like it because I just hear me ranting and bitching. Because, <laughs> like, I throw shit and I break stuff. And it's a very emotional process sometimes to make this shit. Because I don't want to do it some nights, you know? Right. I you just know want to give up. I think it would also add to the value of it. You know, a lot of times people are like, how much is that? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Cause, uh, they, they have no idea the, the pain that goes through. Like, I broke my knuckle the other night 
on a piece of art because I punched it because <laughs> I was like pissed off and I was just like just that I just punched it and I was just like fuck you you know <laughs> and like um, you know it's just like sometimes oh I the best part is I punch it because I scrape my freaking arm on it so I cut myself <laughs> on it so then I decided to punch it and hurt myself more you know because I'm smart. I think uh, we're kind of diving into like a couple of questions, so I'll read them out real quick. And give a shout out to people. Oh, sorry. Uh, so uh, one of them was from Dubsy Art. I think that's how yeah. you say it. Dubsy Art. Where do you get your inspiration? I and, get my inspiration. And then uh, the other one, kind of similar. Uh, LM Grip Art was asking, "What got you into art, and who inspires you the most to keep going with your work and with uh, life in general?" So I Let's think we're kind of who, who inspires we're, me. Yeah, we're we're kind of diving into it when we're talking about this artwork stuff here. So yeah, my wife inspires me to keep going and do my work and life in general. So my wife Margaret, she's the one that if it wasn't for her, none of you would get any art from me because <laughs> I would have given up a long time ago. Because I would have told everyone to fuck off and quit. <laughs> I could say like. Meeting her like she's one of the nicest people. <laughs> I don't know. She if it's keeps like, me grounded. She's a yeah. school teacher for junior high kids, so she like I'm nothing. She can handle me. She got the. <laughs> she has a tolerance of a saint. Like you can tell when yeah. like I'm talking to her. I'm like, yeah, she could probably put up with a lot of bullshit right now. Yeah, like as long as it's not her classroom, she's cool. <laughs> like her classroom stresses her out, but <laughs> she's I'm a, good though. Cause she's in charts there, so yeah, so it's definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely uh, the family when it comes to uh, who keeps you going and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, she keeps me going, but as far as who, what inspire, like my inspiration, as far as like what kind of art and stuff I do, I get my inspiration from like my past, like um, skateboarding and hot rods and stuff like that yeah like all that stuff um yeah actually that could tie into another question from uh cheater slick culture as what inspired you to come up with your characters dirty dan scat cat and uh bunny bones um let's see i came up with scat cat was the first one i came up with and i wanted um Back in the day when I was doing those woodcuts, like I was talking about the black and white ones, I wanted to create my own dead, like, my dead classic cartoon character. So I kind of, like, looked off the old classic cartoons. Like, everyone says my things have, like, Mickey Mouse body, but it's not a Mickey Mouse body. It's an actual style of cartoon that used to be done a long time ago. Yeah, that was like the 20s. And Disney just made yeah. it popular. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, like, it's just an old... If you watch old black and white cartoons that aren't Disney, they have the shoes and the gloves, too. Like, it was just a style that they did back then. But anyway, I wanted that. I wanted the gloves. I wanted the black body. I wanted the shoes. And then I wanted a skull face. And I wanted a specific skull face. So if you look at, like, a lot of my skull face is the same skull face. Like, it's that's my brand. That's, that's the eyes and the nose and the teeth. And that's how I, you know, that's my skull. If I see people rip me off, I know they rip me off because I know exactly how I draw my skulls. 
So I know when you guys rip me off. <laughs> and you guys rip me off a lot, and I can get a little sick of it, by the way. <laughs> Uh-oh. So anyway. But, but, yeah, no, the skull thing, I, I remember all the way back in college, like you would draw skulls yeah. and stuff. So that's definitely one of those, uh, in addition to the colors now, that was one of those things like, oh, that's, that's burned stuff right there. <laughs> well, that's the thing why I don't get too pissed about when they rip me off is because Usually they post it, and then people yell at them, that looks like Burn 353 stuff. Your stuff looks like Burn 353 stuff, and then I laugh at them. And I'm like, everyone calm down. That's okay. Actually, it's okay if they suck me, and they uh, copied me. <laughs> it wasn't even like anything. I was at a comic book convention. I had one of your patches on my hoodie. Yeah. And someone was like, all asking me about it, like, oh, that's Burns thing. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm his friend. <laughs> like it's yeah, I know. I'm not Calm selling down. the patch. It's on my hoodie. Like I don't know why you're questioning me right now. But okay. <laughs> I don't know why you're questioning me. <laughs> like, yeah, he was all like blah blah blah. I go. I went to school with him. Oh, and then that that kind of <laughs> used it. Everything. I'm like, there we go. Thank you. Goodbye. But as far as like um, <laughs> as far as the other uh, characters, uh, let's see. I did Scat Cat first, and I just made him a cat. And um, I kind of wanted to mash up like um, almost like a Felix the Cat with um, like an old classic character like Mickey or something, you know, and then with a skull face. And I thought it was fun. So that's what I did. And then uh, after that, I did Dirty Dan, which on that one, I was like, I kind of liked Scat Cat, but I wanted to get rid of the tail and just keep the pants like the, the classic pants. And then I wanted to ditch the ears and put on a flipped up flip bill hat so I could put my name on the hat, you know? And then I made, so then I made up a new character out of Scat Cat, which was Dirty Dan, you know? And he's just basically Scat Cat, but a little bit different. He's like more, his teeth are different and stuff like that. And then I uh, did Bunny Bones as a friend for Scat Cat because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> He likes to hang him and stuff, you know, do friend stuff with him. And, uh, <laughs> like, and um, so it's kind of like an itchy and scratchy situation where you got, like, you know, the bunny's always trying to kill the, the, the cat, and the cat is usually just hanging by the rope, or sometimes the cat's hanging himself. But I'm not pro-suicide. I just think it's funny. I think it's funny <laughs> that he's holding him. I just think it's funny that he, he's holding his whole body weight up with one arm like from a rope that's like it's not possible but i think it's funny it's the but symbolism man the symbolism it's just yeah take a joke you know suicide's not funny you know if you want to actually hurt yourself that's not cool but the idea of cartoon characters trying to kill themselves because they're so sick of being popular that's funny to me because that's how i got my you know characters as my characters are so sick of being popular that they're kind of like the living dead they don't want to be alive anymore. They're just like, you know, like Roger Rabbit and, you know, Mickey Mouse and shit. It's always going to be popular whether people have cartoons out of it or not. Like, I still see Popeye on shirts and stuff. And I haven't seen a Popeye cartoon in years. But I still see Popeye on, it's iconic, you know? Yeah. So I feel like those characters never, cartoon characters never get to die. They have to live on forever. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't think they would like it. So that's why they're always trying to kill themselves and I always have them being tortured and stuff like that. It's because 
they, they're just like, they don't like it here. They're done. They're over. <laughs> you think uh, comic books stole from cartoons then? Because comic books, no one ever just dies. They all of a sudden write them to come back somehow, some miraculous way. Yeah, like, it's, just... it's kind of like they don't like talking about death, except for Disney. Disney loves to kill people. <laughs> Disney's like kills the mom or the dad right off the bat in every Disney movie. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> let's kill somebody important. <laughs> they love that, and then like they like making all the women thick. They do. I'm all like, wow. All right. All right, Disney. What's up with Disney? They got some <laughs> pervs over there. I like your style, Disney, but come on now. Uh, let's, <laughs> you kind of, we had another question. It was kind of similar. Uh, Rod and the style. Rod style one. Yeah. What uh, subculture uh, inspires your art the most? Skateboarding, hot rod, custom culture, et cetera. I think you kind of got into that. Well, the, skateboarding and I don't know skateboarding the most. I would say oh, sure. skateboarding is like something that it just I don't know. Like I started skateboarding in the eighties, and I don't know if anybody was in the eighties and skated. It was like a phenomenon. Like it wasn't just it wasn't like it is now. It was like everyone was skating in the eighties. Like it seemed like every girl, boy, everybody. Like, I even remember old people skate. I mean, it's just like everybody had a skateboard at one time in the 80s. I remember rolling 30 deep in a little town, town, Illinois, you know what I mean? Like, everybody was skating. <laughs> so um, that is, like, just doesn't, I don't know, it didn't, it didn't leave me. So 80s skateboard culture, and then, you know, I skated, I still skate, you know, but that skateboarding culture just never left me. Once I got into it, I was all I was hooked, and most people think I'm from California, and I'm not, <laughs> and I've never <laughs> yeah. been from California. You know, I've always I just skated in Illinois, but that culture, that Santa Cruz and Powell and all those old school skateboard companies and and just old school skateboarding in general from 80s and 90s. I don't know, that's what inspires my art and pop culture a lot, too, like old cartoons and shit. But mainly skateboarding, but I also like hot rods because I grew up, you know, my dad works on cars all my life, and my uncle's a drag racer, and he's worked, he owns a, a, a shop, and he's a mechanic. And it's just like almost everybody in my family has to do with I don't know, like cars or racing them or mudding or truck pulls or you name it. Anything to do with a vehicle and a motor, they they have something to do with it, you know. So I also have that influence. So that's why some of my stuff is, you know, hot rods and cars and that stuff and low riders. So the, then I uh... kind of blend them together. You know, I kind of put made my skateboarding van where I stuck, you know, skateboard trucks on a van body and stuff like that. So I kind of... I'd say that those two together, the custom culture with the skateboarding culture together is what kind of makes my style. And, uh, I just saw the other question, too, from Knucklehead Art. So what got you into doing the graffiti-style artwork? Well, uh, the 80s, again, like in the 80s, the other thing that was popular was graffiti, like hip-hop, rap, anything to do with hip-hop, which was, which was uh, four elements of hip-hop. Let's see, graffiti breakdancing, um, like DJing, and then like, all of that stuff. I couldn't rap worth a shit. <laughs> <Nope. clears throat> I could breakdance. I used to be a breakdancer when I was a kid. 
I was really good at break dancing. I used to do head spins and back spins and all that shit. Um, then, um, but and I couldn't DJ. I've never been able to to spin records or anything. I've tried, not not good. <laughs> so uh, to go back to that writer style. The second part of this question: If you could coll- collab with that an artist, who would it be? With any artist, who would it be? Fucking collab with any artist, Post Malone. <laughs> I want to do Post Malone's album cover. That'd be a sweet collab. That would, that would be pretty awesome. Did you see? Uh, not to get total off subject here, but you see his uh, Nirvana tribute. Yes, fundraiser. Dude, I love everything that dude does. I love. I've loved him from the get go, and I've said it. And everyone's talking shit about him, and now I think it's funny that he's one of the biggest artists. Because I was like, ha, ha, fucking ha. Because <laughs> I said it from the get go. This dude has got it. He's got it from the get go. <laughs> Some people just got stark guy. Yeah, I think uh, I think the <laughs> first thing I was thinking uh, one I, I like him too, but my first thing I was thinking of is that meme where he's like looking to the crowd where the girl's flashing him and he's got that face. Yeah. That's the first thing. <laughs> as soon as someone says "post below," that's the first face I see in my mind. Is that shock look? <laughs> But that the, dude's 24. Could you imagine living his life right now, though? Holy shit. You yeah. remember when we were 24? We were doing dumb shit. Could you imagine <laughs> being 24 and a millionaire and just doing being a rock star? Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Just out of control. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, to me, the fact that that dude even makes any songs right now is a miracle. Like, the fact... That alone should put him in Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The fact that he's as popular as he is right now, and he can produce any kind of work. <laughs> you know the thing with it, that's a, that's the amazing part too. I was like, I didn't know he played guitar. I didn't know he sang this and that. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. this is pretty amazing. Considering that you think most people get that, you know, you get usually the metalheads and whoever like all oh, rappers aren't really musicians. They're just doing this or that type what? of thing. We've discussed this before. I watch, listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff because I paint a lot. And I've been listening to a lot of interviews of him about about his life and how he came up and everything. Super interesting, dude. Like, super interesting. He's goofy as shit. So some of the interviews I hear, like, you, now I realize he was just being silly, you know. But, right. like, his more recent interviews are more serious and stuff. But his early interviews are funny as shit. They're funny. <laughs> They're like Riff Raff's interviews. They're, like, where he's just kind of, like, fucking with the interviewer and stuff and being silly. It's funny. All right. Let's get back Let's get back to the questions here. We're skipping around. All right. But uh, anyway, Post Malone, I want to fucking collab with that motherfucker. We'll do some, I'll do some badass art if you collab with me. <laughs> people i'm gonna I'm all tweet them or something like yo you gotta do it <clears throat> um, make it happen so jumping back to uh well somewhat related uh in prime we trust ask why are you so damn sexy you know i was thinking this and i think it's because <laughs> i'm chemically man-made like the incredible hulk <laughs> I only put that in there because that motherfucker I, I I asked I asked like hey has anybody got any questions and there's always one one jackass in the bunch yep. that has to say something always. so I'm like you know what tricks on you I'm putting it in there motherfucker <laughs> now we got questions for you Prime Is it- yeah what's up Prime <laughs> <laughs> Your wife kicks the door in. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. 
That's no, right. but for real, the answer to that question is probably genetics. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been asked that question ever, so it's not my it's genetics. Awesome. I thought it was funny when he said it. I was laughing so hard. I was like, of course he would ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> I think this question is somewhat related to that. Uh, the store, NJ, asks, what type of wood do you use? Oh, MDF. I always use MDF because it cuts easy. You just have to wear a respirator. I know sometimes I show videos of me not wearing one, right. like, and I sh you should wear a respirator if you're going to cut it because it couldn't cause cancer, and it's really bad for you. So I'm going to stop showing videos of me doing it without a respirator. <laughs> <laughs> that was okay, only because uh, just I was very reckless. Curious, like, I uh, like how many, like, what was the trial and error for uh, the, like, pick finally getting to that one? Oh, to wearing a respirator? Well, th that and then to that type of wood. Like, did how, how oh. many different types did you go through? And None. I just picked it. I knew it was smooth from the okay. get-go. I wanted a smooth wood paint on, and I also knew that it sucked up, like, paint real good. So I knew if I threw on a nice primer, it would suck it up and hold the primer. And then you could sand it down and then paint on it, and I was right. So... I, I've uh, always done used that. And then as far as the respirator thing, with all this craziness that's going on, I've actually looked into it and realized this whole time I've been cutting this wood that this shit's cancer-causing, the dust on is super bad for you, all this stuff. I had no idea. You know, I had no idea. I thought it was just wood. Never thought about it, you know. So now this is, like, recent that now I cut everything with the respirator on and, but I've already probably done a lot of damage to my lungs. So yep. that's why I'm telling people, hey, if you cut this shit, use a respirator. <laughs> Don't do because I cough a lot. And it's probably a lot of why, you know, it's like I cut a bunch of wood over the years with no respirator on and like just inhale on that dust. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about the wood, everybody, the wood. Yeah. No other type of dust there. And paint fumes. I wore no respirator and spray painted a lot of oh, years no. graffiti. <laughs> oh, I'm just no. telling people to wear respirators because, like, now they got this crazy shit going on that fucks with your, you know, lungs. So you don't want to make it worse. So yeah. just wear respirators when you do work, people. Yeah, that was actually <laughs> my buddy. He had, uh, I forgot what it's called, but he got. The black lung? Yeah, because he, he was doing body work stuff. and. Yeah, no my uncle had it. He, he was a coal to, miner. He had to do all sorts of medications, and it was just terrible. Yeah, my my uncle that I said the drag races, and he he also paints cars. So not only does he paint cars and inhale fumes with no respirator for years, he was a coal miner with no respirator for years, and then he finally got like black lung or whatever it's called, so bad that he couldn't be a coal miner anymore, and then um, that really fucked him up. Like they and like you said, they had to put him on like all kinds of medication and stuff, and he still can't, like, you know, he still has trouble breathing and stuff, I think. Yeah. That stuff's bad. We're respirator people. But anyway, <laughs> what's the next question? <laughs> uh, we kind of got into it earlier, but uh, what do you use to cut your projects from uh, DJ Rage? I use a jigsaw only. I'm just a and I and I'm not trying to be a dick. I, like, really just, it's easier for me to cut everything with a jigsaw. It's just 100% easier for me. I'm so fast at it that I just, I don't believe, if anybody says I could cut it just as fast with a scroll saw, 
I don't believe you because it's a half-inch thick MDF. And if you can cut half-inch thick MDF as fast as I can with a jigsaw, you're a man. I don't know because there's no fucking way because I have a scroll saw and I've tried it a thousand times because it would be easier to have it on the little platform and just be able to move the piece. And so scroll sawing would be easier if the fucking thing would cut the wood, but it doesn't. It like takes forever. Scroll sawing's great when you got real thin wood, but I don't want to fucking use real thin wood. I like stacking it and making it 3D. And it only looks 3D when it's like a half inch thick at least. So the reason I use a jigsaw is because it's easier for me. I use only use a jigsaw. I use sand, a half inch sander to sand the edges and stuff. And I like use different fi- sanding bits and files and stuff to just to sand the edges down. But other than that, I'll only cut with a jigsaw. Yeah, I was going to say, and, uh, you recently posted a picture of the, uh, yeah, I just posted all a bunch of pictures of all I use because people think I use fancy shit. My jigsaw, I use the all my tools are from Harbor Freight, which is super cheap. Yep, you can get anything there for like twenty bucks. That's like so cheap. And I mean, from down to my compressor, I got an air compressor. I mean, my whole shop is Harbor Freight. But then um, the only thing that I actually spend any real money on was my jigsaw, and that's just because I had a birthday, and I was like, hey, this is my job now. I'm going to invest in myself and buy a nicer jigsaw. So I bought a $100 jigsaw. You know what I mean? That was the fancy jigsaw for me because I had a $20 jigsaw before that. And before that $20 jigsaw, I had a free jigsaw. So I started with a free jigsaw and worked with that until I could afford a $20 jigsaw, and then I got at that, and then I worked up to a $100 jigsaw. And that's how you do it. You don't just run in and go, hey, I might be good at this thing called art, and I'm just, I want all the best supplies and all the best things to do all this art that I'm going to be creating and do it right off the get go. You learn as you go, and you like upgrade your shit as you go. You know what I mean? That's the best way to do it, I think. Yeah. That's how I did it. Because I mean, then you just, learn so much as you. Yeah, I was going to say, that's go. everybody. It's just pretty much what works for you. So. <clears throat> yeah. So if a jigsaw works for you, by all means, go for it. Like I think people. And if have... a scroll saw works for you, go for it. Just don't tell me that I need to <laughs> use a scroll saw. Because that's just it. Don't tell me what to do. Because I'm not telling you to use a jigsaw. Use whatever the fuck you want. Whatever makes the art easier for you to make, that's what you use. It's like I use a jigsaw because I like it for what I'm doing. It works for me. So when people ask me, that's why I do it. And I don't care if you use a scroll saw. That's great. And if you can make really cool stuff with a scroll saw, awesome. I just doesn't work for me. It's too slow. I, I like to cut faster because I don't like the cutting part of it. That's not the fun part of it for me. For me, the fun part's the painting part. So I, it's just labor intensive for me to go out there and cut anything. You know what I mean? To me, I'll, I'll pay somebody else to jigsaw it all. I don't give a fuck because that's not the <laughs> that's not the that's not the artistic part to me. Although some of my pieces, I don't think most people could do, because I've I've jigsawed so much that I feel like I've kind of got some techniques down that no most people can't do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start asking you random questions. Like, is that a left-handed jigsaw? Did you use on that or no? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Sometimes when I do my videos, I I switch hands because I can cut with my left hand or my right hand, 
And I'm ambidextrous as far as my jigsawing goes. <laughs> and um, people are like, which are you right-handed or left-handed? And I'm right-handed, but I cut with my left hand sometimes because the cord will get in your way and you just kind of got to switch hands, but you don't want to stop the cut because you right. don't want to leave a, like a jag. So I'll just switch hands and keep it going and just switch to my left hand. And that over time, I just learned how to do it. I just learned how to cut with my left hand. So now I can cut with my left hand, like just as good as I can cut with my right hand. So it's just like people are like, what? I'm thinking <laughs> but that. It's, not, it's like a learned thing. I've learned it over time. That's another thing. It just took time to learn that. <laughs> like I said, that's another answer to in prime we trust why you're so damn sexy. He's exactly. That's probably it. Uh, I'm ambidextrous. <laughs> <laughs> he swings from both sides, ladies. Uh, oh, man. No, uh, he's really going to be after me. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be like, oh, any other questions? <laughs> he's uh, going to be trying to take me to dinner and shit. <laughs> he's like, yo, be lefty this time. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, kind of getting into the work at Casual Mojo asks a whole bunch of questions, but we'll, we'll start with the first two. Uh, what was the most complicated wood piece uh, you've done, and in what way was it complicated? I would say I thought about this a lot, and it was, came down to two collab pieces that I made. And one of them is the Voltron piece that I did with um, Seven Sketches. That one's just complicated because, for one, the paint, the design part came pretty easy. He sent me the top half, so... <clears throat> He sent me the head and the shoulders and, like, the hands and the arms, like, the waist up. And he had that design, and he sent it to me. And I'm like, I want to do something with you. And, and he sent me that design to work with. So my idea was I'm going to add the rest of it. So he already did the top half. I'll do the bottom half. So I designed the, um, you know, the pants and the um, the um, – feet and the hover i put it on a hoverboard like gave it a little back to the future uh, throwback and so we smashed in so many things voltron transformer it has a transformers boom box um all kinds of stuff so i put the transformers logo in the actual tape in the boom box and it was just a lot of deep design work in the in the get in the front end we even designed it two different ways and then um, after we designed it, and I had it the design to work with, once I cut it, I decided I was going to go crazy and do it all 3D. And that was the first piece I did 3D, was the Voltron piece. And I stacked all the stuff. And then I was like, oh, I still wasn't happy with it 3D, the way I stacked it. And um, I wanted to add LED lights to the hoverboard, so I needed to stack it even more. So that thing's so many layers. Like if you actually hold that... Voltron piece up, it's heavy as shit. I was <laughs> it's got, like, it's two, be heavy. two running LEDs underneath the board. It's like two feet tall by two feet, uh, almost two feet wide. And um, it's just tons of layers. I forget how many. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Probably it's like 10 different pieces of wood stacked and then stacked on top of three different layers to hang it because I wanted to set off the wall like it's hovering off the wall. So when nice. that thing's on the wall it looks like it's hovering off the wall and it glows underneath and you can make it strobe and stuff but that thing was super complicated oh and like on that one it's complicated not only to cut it 
it was super detailed to paint it. Like, it, I mean, it was because Seven Sketches like does goes crazy when he when he does he does a lot of uh, graphic design stuff. I don't know if he hand paints any of his stuff. I don't know if I've seen him hand paint a lot of it, but he does a lot of crazy designs and and stuff. And um, he, when you're designing on a computer, you can um, do cool fades and certain things like that. But doing those fades by hand and trying to like match what he designed on the Voltron head was so hard. <laughs> <laughs> like he did all these like cool little like um, shadows and shit. So I kind of had to kind of do my thing with some of it, kind of try to play off of what he was doing. So that was another hard part was trying to match what he designed in the computer in real life as in with hand painting it. I can say with uh, all those layers, uh, this, uh, how would I put this? Like, does nature and lighting, na- natural lighting, affect that too? Like, did you have to compensate for that or no? Yeah, because, like, sometimes, like, if you stack it too high, it just makes all these shadows all over the place, like when it's hanging on the wall, right. unless you light it properly. But, like, yeah, like, so I I try not to go more than two or three layers deep. But if, because if you get, I did one that was eight layers as the most deep, the deepest one I've went. And it was too too much. For one, it was heavy as shit. And it was hard. Like, you'd have to hang it on a stud because it was so heavy. And um, another, it was just, it was unnecessary. left all these shadows everywhere. And it just looked clunky. So I just yeah. realized that over time that three, four layers is pushing it. Five layers is too much. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, but, uh, uh, I think this kind of, you kind of answered this third part to that was uh was the story behind how it was uh, conceptualized and the motivation behind creating it yeah that was pretty much kind of covering that one right um but i wanted to talk about another complicated piece um real quick was um i did a collab with um um vandal and that was one i kept seeing vandals um little characters and they kind of like our little smurf kind of characters with a hoodie but um, I kept seeing these characters, and I just loved his characters. They're cute, and um, I was like, I so want to put his character with my character in some way. And then um, I hit him up. I'm like, um, I want to work with you. I want to collab. And then we talked about the details. And then I just like he said, yeah, yeah go for it. And then just kind of let me go to town with whatever designs I wanted to use. And then so I picked three different things he had one was on like a window washer like thing and he was like i had a roller in his hand so he's like putting up wheat paste things on the wall on a window washer thing with ropes and then another one was on a ladder and he was like painting with a paintbrush and then another character was um just walking by and spray painting the wall so i took all three of those characters and made a scene out of them to where they were hanging my character up and strung him up on ropes. And then the window washer character was like wheat pasting um, sections of the wall up. And then the um, other character was painting up my character on the wall. And then the other other guy is going by and spray painting over it, like kind of like, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but when I made it, it has a lot of ropes in it and everything. And I ne- when I designed it, I didn't, that's the one I did not think about. I thought, I don't know how to explain. I wanted this design to look a certain way just to, to design it. It's just, 
I, I envisioned it, the scene, and I made it happen. But then I didn't think for one minute, how am I going to cut this out of wood? And that one was a fucking nightmare <laughs> to yeah. cut. And I show a video of me cutting it. It took me 45 minutes to cut it. And I, I'm talking, I started and I went nonstop because I was videoing and I didn't want to make any breaks in the video. And I just went nonstop at it. And when I was done, I was fucking dead. But that thing held together somehow. And it was so flimsy in spots. I was so worried about shipping it even when I sold it. It was so, it was wow. so flimsy that I had to like stick. I had to like take another piece of wood and put it on the back of it, and then we basically took cloth and then stapled, like layered the cloth over, it and then I stapled the cloth to the wood on the back so that it held it in place. Wow. Then we bubble wrapped it to it, and then we stuck the bubble wrap piece into a box and put packing peanuts all around it, like. We were so worried that it was going to get broke, <laughs> but it did make it, and it was perfect. But that one, I was really worried, and that was complicated as fuck to make. But in the end, it was dope, and people still talk about it. <laughs> uh, another question on that. Uh, are there designs you have that uh, are in a hold pattern that you have thought about but haven't done either uh, due to complications or uh, other reasons? Yeah, I have tons of designs. I have some that are already designed, but I don't. I don't have time to like make a woodcut of it and sell it or I don't really have time to like I'm working on other people other clients stuff so I don't have time to drop all the designs I have all the time so I'm always have tons of designs just sitting in my computer ready to go and then um, that I just haven't had time to, to release yet as prints or make art of and then there's always some in my head that I, I I've got collabs and stuff that I want to do with people you know it's like I want to do a collab with Ted Well. Like, that was one of the questions. Like, who do you want to collab with? I've been wanting to do a collab with Ted Well forever. He's the one I use his brushes. Oh, nice. And um, he's got this dope has like skeleton character on a fucking old school like Schwinn bike with the slicks on the back, and his has a wheelie bar, and it's it's so fucking cool. And I want to put my character with it where he's getting pulled behind it on a skateboard with a rope. Yeah, oh, that'd be, yeah. <laughs> but I haven't, haven't had time to do it. And, like, I talked about it. He told me I could do it a long time ago. And now I'm afraid to even talk to him about it because I'm like, shit, it's been so long. But he's the one I'd like to work with that. Like, his designs are so dope. I was but, say, um, he probably knows you're busy, so <laughs> he probably has stuff he has. To, oh, I know. He he's done cool. In years, so yeah, I like him. He's cool. Anytime I talk to him, he's been nothing but positive and nice. So I liked. It. He's the one turned me on the, his brushes. He sent me a set of his brushes, and like I was like, dude, I need this one out of the set. And I think he thought I was crazy, but <laughs> that's the brush I use. I like love that brush. I then once. He, <laughs> he finally got tired of me um, hitting him up for brushes, I think. And he's like, just just contact the company. They'll send you them. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> then I contacted nice. them, and I was, like, buying 20 brushes at a time of the one brush, like 20 of the same brush because <laughs> nice. I'm really hard on them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think this might be the last question from uh, the homie, Draw Me a Robot. Uh, what's the last piece that you commissioned someone to make for you, and who was that artist? 
Oh, that's easy. And it's actually somebody that had a question for me in this, the LM grip art. I just um, commissioned her to make me some grip tape for my new skateboard that I got from Tragic Skateboard Company. I just did that piece for Tragic Skateboard Company and they sent me a dope skateboard deck. And then I was like, I hit LM grip art up and I was like, I wanted this devil head design and done on um, some grip tape. And I um, paid her to do that. And she's working on that now. Yeah, I think we've hit all the questions, even though we, we I, don't, I don't think we segued or uh, what do you call digressed a lot during this whole yeah, I don't know. I feel like we rambled a little in there, but I, I don't know how not to ramble because when me and you talk, we just get off topic. I was going to say, like, if people met you in person, they should know or know you. They should know this is what happens. I mean, and my, myself yeah. included. We yeah, just we talk just randomly. ramble, and, and it's like one thing leads to another idea, and then we got to talk about that, and then it leads to another idea, and our train of thoughts is craziness. <laughs> yeah, like, there's so many avenues we could have gone down, but, like, we stuck to game plan here. We tried. We tried, people. So like, we did our best. Like no one I did under- my best. <laughs> no one understands that we could probably talk for like we could do like six to seven hour podcasts. Yeah, we and, could. No problem. <laughs> and during that whole seven hours, six or seven hours, you would not get any repeated subject at all. Yeah, man. Like, some of those Joe Rogan podcasts they go on for like three hours, and I ain't gonna lie. No matter how interesting the car- the person they're interviewing is, that's too long. Yeah, I don't care. By two hours, I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like if you haven't made your point, like forget yeah. it. Yeah. Like if I you need to clip me the... over by now. I don't like you. <laughs> right. Like make your point quickly, and then you can elaborate on some things here and there. But you know, three hours, I'm like, fuck this. Yeah. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you for fucking all. You're making this shit up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like three hours, really, really. It out really <laughs> like who the fuck talks for three hours about anything i don't know us obviously we could talk about three hours you just said we could talk three hours about but not on one subject though ourselves. not on not on one subject though yeah, yeah. yeah true like we, you make your point and we would get the jokes going but we got that subject covered these guys are talking for three hours on fucking just bullshit the same thing about. yeah about like fucking stupidness yeah i know but I feel like they talk for the three hours because they're like, no one believes me, so let me fucking keep trying to throw as much yeah, shit at the, him. All, the UFO guys, anytime on Joe Rogan, the UFO guys get on there, <laughs> oh my God, they give you, they bombard you with information because they want you to believe them so bad. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> they haven't like fucking Bigfoot people. I'm oh, like, the Bigfoot people are, are even worse. <laughs> yep, I'm like, you know, it's been like fucking how many years? Nothing. You guys got nothing. People will be like, what the fuck happened in between the last question of this? Exactly. And then there will be some suspense. (laughs) (laughs) What did they talk about for 20 minutes that we didn't hear? (laughs) The world may never know. Right? We should do it, but uh, (laughs) all right, man. We should just leave it at that right there. The world may never know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, this was a fun episode. Uh, I think we've answered all the questions, and there's a hopefully. I think once we get like, if we ever get famous, we'll we'll put out the uh, edited part so you guys would know what the fuck we were laughing about before. Yeah, we someday we'll here. release it. But, Sensitive uh, times, people. Shout outs to everyone. Doing- <laughs> I don't think there's not going to be a time where any of that stuff's not going to be uh, unsensitive, if you will. 
True, true. Good point. Good point. <laughs> but if you want to know what we were talking about, hit us up on the DM. We'll we'll gladly uh, share some details. Some of the details. <laughs> but, <laughs> so shout outs to everyone who had the questions. This was fun. Uh, hopefully we answered them all. Pretty sure we yeah, did. Yeah, and I'll tag. Um, I'm going to tag a bunch of them. Anybody that asked the question, when I post it, I'll tag them on the um, story or whatever. Yeah, and if you so made they it, can see it, if you made it this far and you want to be on the show with us, hit us up. It'd be fun. Yeah, we could uh, hit us up. We get a bunch of people, and then they could be like, "Now I know what the, why the fuck they added all that other stuff out." Exactly. But, I know uh, Cheater Slick wants to be on. I'm gonna talk to him. So set it up. We got we'll some get... people that want to do it, and they're gonna be like, "Man, those guys are fucked up." But yeah. They'll, they'll yeah, add to the, the, uh, they're never going to want to talk to us again after they, <laughs> they do it, but it'll be fun. <laughs> All right, man. All right, see you, Glasses man. Glasses always. Later. See you.